Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Hauntedly. This is the first of my listener submitted story episodes and it's hopefully the first of many. I thought this episode might be a good one to take a brief minute and explain why I wanted to start Hauntedly and tell you one of my own paranormal experiences. I think my interest in the paranormal started early. Uh, I was always checking out ghost books and mythology books, cryptid books, things about the Loch Ness Monster, the whole nine yards from the library. I've had many, many times throughout my life where I would dream about something and then what I dreamed would come true. They haven't been anything earth shattering. Like I haven't dreamed about an accident or uh, someone's death or anything like that, knock on wood. But it would be things like, I would be sitting in the school cafeteria eating lunch with my friends and I would dream about what we had for lunch in our conversation and then it would happen. It still happens like when I was a teacher I would dream about something a kid would come up and say to me that was off the wall that I wouldn't have known about in advance. That kind of thing. Recently it was, I actually, I listened to Real Life Ghost Stories with Emma, which I love. And she is my inspiration for starting my podcast. And I was listening to, well, I hadn't listened to it yet. I had a dream that I was listening to one of her episodes. And then the next day when it was uploaded, you know, when it came up on my uh, podcast app and I downloaded it and it started, I realized that I I already knew what was going to happen because I'd dreamed about it the night before, which was a little odd because it had been a little while before that since anything like that had happened. And I'm going to put this out there now. I'm curious if anybody has heard of sliders. I'm just curious if you've heard of what they are because I had never heard of them before. But I have a tendency to, um, I can't wear watches if they have a battery because I kill the battery and the or the watch will stop keeping time. And then if I take it off, it keeps perfect time again. And I regularly block cell phone signal and Wi-Fi signal. So if my phone is in my pocket and somebody's trying to get a hold of me, Sometimes they get through and sometimes they don't. I usually have my phone on speakerphone because if I use my cell phone and I have it up against my face, especially if I put it, you know, like you put your phone in between your face and your shoulder and you're trying to have a conversation because you're trying to do something with your hands. If I do that, usually the person on the other end cannot hear me or I start to get fuzzy or they get fuzzy because I'm blocking the signal. So that kind of stuff happens a lot. Radios either work real well when I'm around or they don't work at all. So I'm just curious if other people, like I didn't know this was an actual thing and people call them sliders. I had no idea until I found it. I can't even remember. Somebody said it to me and I was like, wait, there's a name for this? So I'm curious if you have those kinds of issues or if you've ever heard of sliders or both. Because I would I would just find that interesting to know if other people have that going on. But I'm going to start with This particular, which I would call a ghost story, or my first ghost story that I can remember, I'm going to start with this one, and then we will go into the other two listener stories. And of course, this is the first listener episode, and it's only episode three, so I don't have that many listeners. And if you would like to submit a story, I would love to read it on air. I can't do listener episodes without listeners, and without listeners who are willing to submit stories. So... I will delay doing any more listener episodes until I have enough to fill an episode, if that makes sense. Like I said, this one's my first one. I will sort of add my own as we go on, but this one's the first one. 
that I can remember. The first time I can remember something ghostly is probably when I was in third or fourth grade. We were living in a small town in southeastern Virginia, and our house was at the end of a cul-de-sac out away from most things. The county line was actually our backyard, so technically we weren't within the city limits. On one side, we had a huge chunk of yard, and then the other house on our, on our side of the street. It was a very small cul-de-sac. On the other side, there were woods. I distinctly remember disliking the woods there. I always felt like someone was watching me just out of my field of vision. I don't remember a time when I didn't have that creepy feeling while outside. But I also woke without fail around midnight every night. I was a kid, so I went across the hall to the bathroom every night and used the bathroom. And each time I would look down the hallway to the living room, even when I didn't want to. Sometimes there would be nothing. But often, I would see a tall black shadow figure standing there. It was a man, I knew it, even though I couldn't see his face. I couldn't see anything other than his silhouette, really. He was dressed in a long trench coat and had a 40s-style fedora on. Once I saw him and there was a shorter woman with long hair next to him. She was also a shadow figure and I couldn't see any features, but they were facing each other as if they were talking. It wasn't until recently that I realized that they were what everyone would call shadow people. And even more recently than that, that I realized that he was likely the hat man. I had no idea that the hat man was a thing until I started listening to some of the other paranormal podcasts out there. I saw him one other time in that house, and that time was far more frightening than the living room late night glimpses. There was a storm, and it was late. I woke up, and when I looked at my window and lightning flashed, I saw his silhouette again. I couldn't tell you if he was inside or outside. At that point, I was just terrified and threw the blankets over my head. I don't know how long I stayed there, but when I looked again, he was gone. No one else ever seemed to see anything, or if they did, they didn't say anything. Except on one occasion. I had a friend over, and we'd put a card table up in my bedroom. I don't remember anymore what we were doing. A puzzle, a game, something like that. And while we were sitting there, we heard footsteps. They were heavy, like a man's footstep, and they sounded like they were directly underneath us. The problem was, that house didn't have a basement. It was just a very small crawl space. We both freaked out and went to sit in the living room and do anything else. I remember sitting with her in front of a window and we were both creeped out because we could see the woods and it sort of looked like, or felt like, the woods were looking back at us. I don't know what was in that house. Once we left, I can't remember a time when I saw the hat man again, and I'm hoping it stays that way. Our next story is from Bella. The first story that I can share with you starts when I was in grade 7. I had just turned 13 years old, and I woke up in the middle of the night to feel a fat thumb or fingernail make its way up my back. I always slept with the door closed, but it suddenly opened as if someone were coming in. At first, I thought it was just my dad coming in to check up on me and make sure I was asleep. As it opened further, there was a tall black shadow, much taller than my dad. 
It lunged at my bed, landing on the edge, and was fighting me to take the sheets off my head that I had thrown over myself. I'd pinned my sheets underneath my body to make sure that this thing couldn't touch me. I knew it wasn't my dad, because my dad would never do anything like this. I'm not sure how long I struggled for, but eventually I passed out. The next day, I woke up and found my sheets were still pinned under me, my door closed, and the sheets near the end of the bed were messy like someone had been rolling on them. Fast forward three or four years. I'm in grade 10 and my family moved to a different house. I had forgotten all about the incident that happened before, and this time I had left my door open a little so my cat could come and go as she pleased. It was close to 1 a.m. and I woke up to something dragging across my feet. I thought it was my younger brother trying to wake me up to tell me something, or my cat rubbing her whiskers on me. Only it wasn't. At the foot of my bed, it was that same shadow. I was scared. I was sure that it was actually going to get me this time. I couldn't move and called for my grandma to come help since my mom was at work. My grandma woke up and looked all over my room and found nothing. I'm not sure why that shadow person was following me or why it wanted to touch or attack me. The second story was when I was in grade 11. We moved to a new place and really nothing stood out in this house. It was close to 11 p.m. And all of a sudden, I heard what sounded like an old game show. I heard the laugh track, the music that followed, and two hosts. One male and the other female. They were bantering back and forth, and I thought it was my mom watching something on TV. I left my room and went to the living room. Everything was dark. I thought one of my brothers left an iPad or laptop on and went to every room upstairs to find where it was coming from. At one point, when I went back to my room, I heard the male host say, Look at that, folks! She's up now! Followed by laughter. I heard them talk again, but their voices were fading out until eventually there was silence. I didn't know what to think of it until it happened again. It was months ago, but it was close to 1 a.m., and I was leaving the bathroom after showering. The lights were off again, and it was silent until I heard, She's heading back to her room, and I heard the female host ask, Will she find us out this time? Followed by the music and the laughter. I looked all over. I looked for a TV that was on, for any device that could have been left unattended, but I was the only one up. I knew it was the same people as last time, but there was just no way that it was an actual show that could have been played. My family has no history with schizophrenia or any other mental health issue. I'm not sure what's going on, and I haven't heard it since. I'm not sure why they're mocking me or why they chose me. The third story happened near the end of the year. My mom and grandma were sitting in the kitchen, and I was baking. I left to use the bathroom to try and get an eyelash out of my eye. It was dark and getting late, and I left my glasses in the bathroom because I needed my mom to look at my eye because I couldn't get the eyelash out. I was in the living room, just about to enter the kitchen, when a loud whistle sounded. And then I almost walked straight into this little thing. It was a mixture of an old man, a newborn baby, a bird, and some type of animal. It had the head of a baby, but had a bald head with hair around it like a balding old man. Its body had feathers, hair, or fur on it, and was hunched over itself. It startled me so much I went stumbling into the kitchen and hit my mom's chair. I wasn't the only person to hear the whistle, since my mom started to stand up to see what was making the noise, 
and my grandma had stopped talking when she heard it. I told them what I saw, and it's safe to say that we all forgot about the eyelash in my eye. So, Bella's stories are really interesting. Um, first of all, there's shadow people. And I love the fact that she throws the blankets over her head and pins them underneath her because that's totally me. Although in my house, monsters cannot see your nose. That is my rule. I have decided it must be true because otherwise I can't breathe. So uh, when I was a kid, and I'm not going to lie, there are times when as an adult, I do the same thing. I pull the covers over my head and my nose sticks out because, you know, the monsters can't see your nose, but they can see everything else. I, this is creepy. I would be really upset. Like, at least my shadow people never touched me. I would be really freaked out if something was pulling on the sheets and touching my feet and everything else. Like, not okay. Mm -mm. And this, this creature you saw is a whole other type of special. That would freak me out. I don't know if I would be more freaked out or just so confused because I don't even know what that sounds like. But weirdly enough, while reading this story when it was first set in, I have this weird, like, nagging thought that I have read about something that sounds like this, but I cannot, for the life of me, place what it is. I don't know if it's one of those, like, I just, I've read the email enough times till I'm making myself think that I've heard of it before. I just feel like I've heard of something that looked similar to this. But in any case, it would be super disturbing to see that and then wonder what the crap it is and what does it want? And where did it go? So I uh, better you're better than I am because I would I would be real confused by that. And our last story is from Jace, and they are an author and write under the pen name J Pagaduan. I really hope I pronounced that right, Jace, and I apologize if I did not. And you can find them on. Patreon, Ko-Fi, Royal Road, and their website. I will post all of the links to Jace's information on the website in the show notes. So if you're interested in seeing what they have to offer, it'll all be there. But let's get to the story. When my partner and I were just starting to date, he lived in a house that I eventually moved into with him. There were a number of unexplained happenings, mostly situated in the kitchen and hallway. For me, it started with strange moaning in the kitchen. The first time it happened, I checked the backyard to find my partner's dog looking freaked out. But none of the neighbors were home, much less close enough to be that loud in the kitchen. Thinking one of my roommates was playing a prank on me, I looked for where the noise could be coming from but the only place the sound could have originated was from the computer which I had been using at the time. That wasn't the only noise, however. If I was up late and it was just me, I could hear strange whispers that were only audible if the speakers weren't playing anything. Just the slightest amount of noise drowned out whatever the whispers were. It was around this time a friend of ours who used to visit reported hearing much louder, more concerning whispers backed up by one of our roommates. They were able to make out what the whispers were saying, which was a masculine voice groaning, Yes. My partner heard the moaning, and I did as well one night, when we had come back late one day a few months after this started. It was loud and spooked the cat, who looked incredibly freaked out. 
He looked in the kitchen, backyard, and every room. We were living alone by then. And the only thing he noticed was how freaked out the dogs looked. People who are familiar with my short horror stories know that I'm no stranger to nightmares. But the dreams I had in that house were different. They lingered long after I woke up, no matter what they were about. While my dreams do sometimes linger like that, it's specifically the nightmares that happens with. Living at that house, the nightmares I struggled with were completely different than the ones that I had both before and after. The only time I didn't have nightmares was when my cat or one of the dogs was sleeping with me. The only time nothing strange happened was when one of the pets was around me, in fact, which made it all the stranger. Shortly before we left, things were feeling threatening. It felt like something angry was lingering in the doorway to the bedroom I slept in with my partner. I brushed it off as paranoia, but a month after we moved and someone else moved in, the person who took over our room wound up completing suicide. The tale doesn't end there. Ten years after I started dating my partner, the local police department solved a cold case in that city. In the 80s, decades before I moved into that house, a woman was raped and murdered, and they found her killer ten years after we moved into the house. After taking a DNA sample, the suspect wound up killing himself and admitted he did it in his suicide note. I have no real explanation for what I experienced. Whatever was there was deeply unhappy, as well as incredibly angry. I'm glad to be out of that house for multiple reasons, but mostly because I haven't experienced anything like that since. Jace, that is very, very disturbing. And I would be super creeped out and more than a little upset when I found out later that there had been somebody who killed someone else. And ghost stories, when, when you're haunted, it's just, it's creepy and it it's, can be frightening. But like to find, to get the validation later that when you moved out and someone else moved in, they committed suicide in the, in the room. And then you find out that the person that murdered someone was living in the house and I mean, whew, that's, that's a lot to uh, process and to have to deal with. Like I would, on the one hand, it provides you with validation for why you were hearing things and feeling things. But on the other hand, that would be incredibly disturbing. And I am very glad for you as well that you do not live in that house anymore. So that is the end of our stories for the day. Thank you to Bella and Jace for your stories. Remember, if you also would like to share your story and be featured on the podcast, please send them to hauntedlypodcast at gmail.com or you can visit the website hauntedlypodcast.com and submit them through that. I would love to hear your stories. Uh, I'll be sharing some more of my own stories in future listener episodes and I hope you'll tune in to hear them. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast episode and that you will subscribe, rate, and review Hauntedly on whatever platform you use. If you enjoyed it, tell your friends and family about it because that's the best way to help any podcast, not just this one, to grow and be able to continue. Uh, if you want to connect but you don't have a story to share and you just want to say hi, I would still love to hear from you. Um, you can find me on instagram facebook patreon i even made a reddit community that's got hauntedly podcast on there 
I am still new to Reddit, so bear with me on there if you try and get, like, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. And you can find all the links to all the things on my website, which is hauntedlypodcast.com. Thank you for hanging out with me today, and I hope you had a spooktastic day. And remember, if one door opens when another door closes, your house is probably haunted. See you later!